hey yesterday was a trip man and I sort of struggled to find my way out um, all day yesterday and then by the end of the day had sort of shaken it but I think you know at the end of the day we all control our own shifts and I just hadn't gotten ahead of what I was going to experience through the weekend enough to like be ready to go on Monday. So that's the beauty of the show is it's a constant evolution and it's constant truth. I can't come on the show and fake like yesterday if I come to you and been like, life is perfect. And we should all know like, Yesterday, I was seriously feeling manic with like, when are things going to move? What is happening? Why is this all taking so long? I need to speed up the process. Let's go. And I don't want to have those thoughts because it's not true. Like the things that are supposed to come to me will. And I didn't, I didn't protect myself well enough from energies to not work myself into that space where I was feeling that anxiousness. And so here we are. It's okay. Right? It's all about that awareness. It's all about the checking. And so today we're talking about the importance of creating versus consuming and how important that is to keep yourself in a better state and energy. Let's go. Welcome to season three. Um, I would love to tell you that season three is full of so many twists and turns and craziness that's going to come in. And honestly, it could be. But this podcast is my own personal journal of escaping from what I deemed a life that wasn't really fit for me. And that started in season one, rooted in the fact that my dream had died and I didn't know what my goals were in life anymore. And as we've walked through the valley of what that looks like and everything encompassing, we've been recording. And so I'm excited to be going into season three. I don't know what's in store for us, but I can tell you that from season one to now, every day feels a little bit better and a lot more aligned. So I'm excited that you're here. If you're just finding this today in season three, um, you can go back and find all the past episodes I started at around the age of 30, recording this podcast um, every weekday, working through this really painful point in my life. And we're just starting into season three, and I'm excited to see where we get. It's a whole lot of entrepreneur, creative vibes that are going out into this world. And the more that I get to experience that, the better that I feel. So gear up, load up, and let's all go out and change the world however 
that looks for us, but more than anything, let's forgive ourselves for our dream dying and start getting back to rebuilding after that. Hey, welcome to the Death of a Dream podcast. All of your hopes and dreams will certainly come true if you listen to this podcast. It's a guarantee that I can make because just standing and saying that you want something already puts you closer to that path, right? Okay, let's go ahead and ground ourselves in all of our greatness. Last night I was having a conversation with my husband and I said something like this. Hey, I just like, I want to get real clear on this. I've said it before. I want to say it again. If I pass away suddenly or slowly or whatever, and you make a t-shirt or bumper sticker to commemorate me, I will haunt you. And he said, yeah, I know. I know you said that. So what, what would you want? And I said, you know, I, I don't know, maybe a scholarship or something. And I walk into the other room and I walk back and he says, no, no, that wouldn't fit you either. That wouldn't fit you because you don't like school. And I said, well, I don't not like school. I want to challenge the idea. I want to push the norm, trust and true to my nature. I'm just disruptive and challenging and That can be annoying to some places that are sort of stuck and not that education isn't going amazing places because I am telling you, my daughter's first grade teacher who focused so, so, so much on my child, and I believe their entire school system is putting focus here, but on my child and the importance of understanding their emotions and their behaviors and how to self-regulate. And I think some school systems are challenging, changing, and saying to the world, like, we understand you need more from this education system, and we're going to see what we can do. And so I do appreciate school systems, but yes, by and large, no, a scholarship would not fit. And this is my great thing. It's like, just even having my husband recognize and be able to verbalize that something would or would not fit me means that we've grown to a different level, right? Like he gets it. He gets me and he gets where I'm headed. So then he said this, and this was like even more shocking. He said, well, what about like a scholarship for, or like money for, entrepreneurs or, and I'm like, yup, seed funds. You right. And I'm like, but where, <laughs> I mean, as assuming there will be money, but really if my money could be used to bless and change anything, it would be to help people follow their dreams and not give up on themselves. And so does that look like some sort of memorial scholarship for budding entrepreneurs who you know, just don't have the support that they need to get something going. I don't know. 
I don't know, but it's important that I lay this groundwork and that people understand and know exactly how I shall be commemorated <laughs> in the future, should that be called on. I want to know that that is what's happening, okay? No, it does not look like a school scholarship where kids apply and they have unnecessary pressure added to them because trust, there's enough of that in this world. No, it does not look like a scholarship for someone to go to college because I just don't think that's such a great fit. I don't think that it's necessary for so many things. And my only thought was like, if you know for sure, but that would be the scholarship, like, hey, if you don't already have a bazillion dollars, if you don't already have a bazillion dollars worth of scholarships, if you already aren't some sort of genius, like if you've just been knocked and someone said, no, you couldn't do it, and I want to be the person who says, yes, you can, here's the money to go do it, that's the kind of scholarship we're talking about. Like the all doors have closed Memorial Fund <laughs> of Hannah Ness. The get up and do it yourself, but here's a little bit of help fund so that you don't stop because I believe in you. Long after I'm gone, you should all know that I believe in you. And that's my favorite part of this work. You know, artists, their work commemorates who they were as a person. And so much of music and things that they create are really like living experiences of how they operated in this world and how they grew and evolved. And I think that's so beautiful. And that's what I love, love, love most about this work is that it's, it's evolutionary, right? The pod grows as I grow. And I think, gosh, that's what I envision for my books too. And in order for the books to be written, there would have to be an evolution that's happened. And I truly believe that there has been. There definitely is so much growth that has happened that I can feel like pulsating through my body on a daily basis. Not always, okay? If you listened in yesterday, you're going, are you sure, Hannah? And we're going to talk about that today. So don't you worry. Um, but I love this idea that it's documented somewhere that there is evolution, that there is growth, and that people can learn and experience that in their own time, right? Like, do you ever get shared with you an artist that you had no idea about? And I like to do this as I like dive in and out of different song genres and different artists and different times and all these things. And mostly, I um, I like to think through what that artist was thinking or like what were they experiencing right in that moment to write this song or to even sing this song and be so deeply connected because usually those are the songs that connect with people or the ones that the artists really connected with. And so you can almost feel the music before you even hear it. Um, yeah, but all that to be said, like we're doing something and the proof is in the pudding, my friends. My great thing is that someone I know, the closest person that knows me in this entire world, 
knows what I would want to commemorate me after I'm gone, to know what would not fit. And he said, no, I know you would not want a t-shirt or a bumper sticker. Trust. And my hopes would be that if anyone made one, he would go and just tear it up and be like, and burn them at some sort of sacrificial burning over my burnt ashes. <laughs> We'd burn the t-shirts along with myself. <laughs> I'm sorry, death is not funny, but that would be funny. Hey, Jordan, we made these shirts to commemorate Hannah. And he like, crabs them out of their hand and throws them onto the fire with my burning body as if he would be with it. I don't know. It's weird. I'm sorry. I can't think any different way. This is just how my head thinks. And I know that when we started this, I didn't really stand for much and definitely not enough for someone to go, oh yeah, that would fit, right? People would probably have gone, oh, there should be some sort of volleyball scholarship. Perfect. Yay. Volleyball, which like, okay, biased, but out of all the sports that exist, that one has the most direct correlation with life. And so I am in full support of volleyball as an athletic encounter endeavor. Uh, however, I just think there's so much more than how it is constructed and instructed right now. Like it's so much deeper than that and it deserves that. It's so much deeper than winning and losing. And most parents and athletes who get that um, succeed at higher levels because they get, they get that it's not a lower function. It's a higher function. It's a higher understanding of yourself and how this contributes to your greater good. Okay. That got weird. Anyways, my husband knows to not commemorate me with a t-shirt or bumper sticker. And I'm all for those things. If that's what speaks to you. Um, and that's what you need in a time of loss or in a time of challenge. I am for it. I support it. I will wear the shirt. In fact, um, but I, I know that that does not fit me. And my husband knows that too. And that's important because he is likely the one to carry out that work after I am gone. And I trust that he will be able to do so. And yes, is it a little bit crazy? Because I'm standing here at 32, 31. I don't know how old I am. 32, 32, 32. 32. I think I'm 32. Okay. To be standing here and, go, and going, yeah, I need to know what's going to happen when I die. But like, I don't want to be an angry ghost. Okay. I worked so hard to get happy in this lifetime that like, if I am an angry ghost, because I'm going around and I'm like, listen, bumpers, come on. No. Um, it's, it's really going to suck. Right. I want to be the happiest ghost that ever existed. And maybe I'm not even a ghost because I'm just like a soul. Like I'm just like an angel or something cool. And I just float around because it's like, oh my gosh, you had this higher experience in life. And so we want you to help other people get there. And you can come be a spirit guide and you can come be all these things. I don't know. I don't know what it looks like on the other side, but mm, I'm kind of excited to experience that too. 
to experience all of it. Okay, let's not keep getting so weird. Go ahead and ground yourself in your own greatness. It doesn't, you know, it's strange to have a great thing be what your afterlife experience would be, but here we all are. Um, okay, so do it for yourself, however that looks for you. Okay, so <laughs> yesterday, <laughs> we're all kind of like, geez, again, um, this, this is what I'm talking about, the constant checking of self. And I have this like beautiful way of spinning delicately out of control. And that's what I love most about this podcast. This is such an important checkpoint for me, a daily checkpoint for me to be like, have we grown? Are we going backwards? If we continue to go backwards, what do we need to move forward? And I'm fine with backwards progress because there's progress there too. And I love, love, love failing because it's easier. <laughs> I think it's actually harder to win because you don't have to look. When you're failing, you don't have to look as hard. When you're winning, you have to investigate and you have to also recognize that winning isn't all that it's cracked up to be. That winning isn't proof that you've done well. It's just proof of that one moment, right? And so I enjoy the process of failing because there's this constant process of recognition and reflection and improvement. And you get to just keep coming back to the drawing board. And so yesterday it was like, okay, sis, come on back to this drawing board. We can't be back to this place where we're like in this future state, anxious about what's going to happen and furiously like trying to escape the present moment. What led to that? And this is where my reflection got this morning thinking about it. It's like, Hannah, you spin off into these worlds where you quit creating and you go into this like consumptive state of mind and being. Hmm. Yeah. And what leads to that? Well, a lot of times what leads to that is me not properly protecting myself when I'm going out into this world where I'm just like, free-flowing as if energy doesn't exist and as if I'm not absorbing and reflecting and giving and taking like and I think sometimes I exchange energies and I take on heavier energies than I am prepared to take on and then that leads me to come back to self and to have to manically sift through this weird energy that isn't really mine. And it's exhausting. It's exhausting. And it only happens if I'm not aware and protective of my own energy. And when I move into this consumptive mode where I'm only taking in energy versus like putting out my own. I'm only receiving. I'm consuming. 
And then I start consuming other things, right? Like I'm consuming TV shows and there's nothing wrong with that because you all deserve downtime and that's a great way. But then I start over consuming social media and there's really no reason for it. I have no reason to get on there. And then I start over consuming everything, everything, because I am like a dive off the cliff and then like try to go even faster diving off the cliff. Like, let's just go. If we're already there, let's keep going. And luckily I've built in these protections of myself where I'm at least aware of where that tendency leads me because that consumption usually leads me into like over consuming products as well, which then leads me into this super shopaholic mode where I just want to buy all things. And then I can luckily come back into myself and go, Hey self, (laughs) you're in there somewhere. I just, I'm going to want to talk to you for a second. Hey, what do you need? What do you, what do you need? Right. And then I go, "Mm, you know, mm, that's great. You know, that's a great point. What do I need? Um, nothing. Nothing. I don't need anything. I honestly need nothing in this life. There's not one thing. Like, I'm trying to come up with a birthday list because that's coming up soon. And I'm going, there's nothing. I want a couple of things, but do I need Anything in this life, right at this given moment, no. Nothing. And so, luckily I can see myself work into this tendency and I can protect myself. So yesterday, the few times that I went off onto like different websites where I'm like, oh, I need to purchase this right now. And then those websites even know how to get me because then they're like, hey, 15% off. Oh, that wasn't good enough. Here's ye flash deal. Like, no, get, get out of here. You know me. Dang you. And your sneaky snake algorithms and your stupid algorithmic profiling that certainly leads me to get overwhelmed and then quickly consume because it makes me feel better right in that moment. And I'm feeling sort of manic and out of control because I don't even know what to do with all of the energies that are in my body right now. And it's my own fault because I went into situations and I didn't properly prepare and I absorbed. And then I came back and I continued to consume. And the problem isn't the consumption as much as the problem is the lack of creation. And you see this so often. I've been watching a couple of um, documentaries because I've been consuming. (laughs) I've been watching a couple of documentaries which are really on um, highly creative people. And when they're highly creative, but they're not able to like expel that, there's this spiraling, right? And usually it comes along with a lot of addictions and different things. Well, yeah, think about creative beings. And when they've been at their most creative, they got to like live and breathe that and do that. And it consumed their entire beings for such a long time, right? Like if they're making an album or they're making a movie or they're 
writing a book. Like they got to live exclusively in that world. And it was probably delicious and it fed them, like fed them so much that they didn't even need food, right? And so many creatives, right, work into those states. And then it's like you get relieved from that or you take time off and stop creating altogether because you can't really get that creative fix that was like that world that consumed you. And so then it's like, well, I need something, right, to hold me over, to tide me over. What is that thing that's going to feed me like that? And, you know, I think for me, I create every day. And that's what I've realized is like, that isn't enough. Like now that we've got consistent and we can create like this, then what else is it? And so Hannah, yeah, like let's start this writing process. Let's really get into that. Let's keep creating and create more. You have the ability to do this and you've now mastered this world this world, right? And what's mastery? Well, to me, mastery of a world is coming up with something that you can be consistent enough with over time that you continually look to improve and grow and move forward with. And so what does the extension of the death of a dream look like? And we've been talking about books and we've been talking about all these things, right? And we have the planner. And what I realized is like in the making of the planner, there was this excitement because it was like you're creating something new that didn't exist before that's solely built off of an idea that you had. You got to make something that is exciting and that will always be exciting. And then it's like, I got to build this other company and I get to create content for that. And that's exciting because it's the build. And I think for me, the excitement comes with the building of something new. And so Miss Hannah, you're not manic and worn out and gone crazy. Like we had weird energies carrying over from the weekend. And then we stopped creating. And so instead of looking for that outward, like what's going to fill that void of creation, let's just create more. Let's find new ways. Let's find new outlets. Let's keep pushing the bar of creation consistency. And that I know that I'm capable of. And so I think a lot of us work in that same way. And even if you're going, well, I'm not a create, we are all creatives. Like we are all creative beings. We are creators. We are creators. And so even if you're like, well, I can't draw or I couldn't podcast or I could not sing or whatever, like creating doesn't always look like the arts. Whatever creation 
gets you excited? Are you inventing? Are you process-driven? Are you caring-driven? And you like to create new ways to care for people. Like you are driven in ways to create. And when you do more of that, and it doesn't have to look like painting a picture or, you know, like, do you enjoy cooking? And is that a really interesting and exciting way for your to create. That is not it for me, or it hasn't been yet. Do you enjoy moving your body, thus creating a new reality, right? Like I don't enjoy, well, I enjoy running because of like how it just lets me escape and I get to experience nature. And so, right, it's the process of creating a new reality, right? Because otherwise I just would be in my house. That's a reality that I'm absorbed in all of the time. When I leave that house and I choose to move my body, I'm creating a new reality for myself. I'm creating a new experience for my body, right? Other than just sitting or just standing, I'm creating a new experience in my body every single day. And right, it feels good to create. It feels good to create instances where we can change our reality. It feels good to get creative with what your dreams are. It just does. It feels scary. It feels challenging, but it also feels really amazing. Sit and allow yourself to dream and imagine what your life could be like right? And maybe even draw a picture and don't judge yourself. Okay. Listen, don't even ever judge yourself on what that picture looks like. You know, like I can close my eyes and envision myself and this is really weird, but, um, I can see myself and one other person at the airport, like waiting. And I was telling my husband, like, this is who would be with me. They're going to just be sort of my like boots on the ground assistant when I am traveling as much as I am to speak and to go on book tour and do all of those things. And I can see my feet up on the suitcase and I can see us sitting in the airport together and having these conversations and like, it has to be the right kind of person, right? Because it has to be someone who isn't, right? Like stealing energy isn't, isn't, is like very aware of themselves. It's just the perfect person to be there. And then I said to my husband, like, you'll need someone like that too, right? And I imagine there being like a right-hand man that's just at home manning the stations, manning, doing bills, doing all the paperwork stuff. And then I imagine there being like this right-hand pump-up person who's just good vibes all time down for anything that's just right there beside me aren't having this experience right along with me. And I don't, I don't know, right? But when I close my eyes, I can see that. And it's fun to imagine that reality headed my way because you can't, you can't see things that are meant for you. You can't. And you're going, yeah, I close my eyes and I experience these crazy dreams, but they're too crazy. And listen, I'm sitting right here, right in a town that I can comfortably run in at like 
ridiculous times in the morning around town, no fear, no worries, like teeny tiny town, okay? And I'm telling you, I'm going to be a New York Times bestseller. I am. And it doesn't have to come from a big city. It doesn't have to come from a big exuberant life and existence. I think it's actually important that it comes from who I am and where I sit right now. And I'm excited that the path and the books and the experience is evolutionary. And I'm even more excited that it's audio visual and, um, you know, that people can experience it in different ways. However, they like to experience content like this. And I don't know, you know, just moving yourself into creative mode versus consumptive mode changes the level. And so even if that's creating body movement, right? Maybe you're doing yoga or you're riding a bike or whatever, like it's always going to be better than consuming. So if you're in a low vibe, if you're experiencing low energy, right? Go on a bike ride, go on a walk, change that reality. And I like, I couldn't tap out yesterday, even if I wanted to, I was just manic and exploring and being like, when is it all coming? I can see it. I can feel it. I know that it's headed my way. I just, I want to be there already. Let's go. What are we waiting for? Come on. We got to change something. Nothing's changing. Nothing's moving. Right. And like, look at me, look at what I'm creating when I'm having those thoughts. And I know that a lot of that is just from absorbing energy over the weekend of like people having those thoughts for me. And even if they aren't, I'm having them, right? It's just a reflection of myself. And I'm going, oh no, we got to move. People got to know that we're doing something, that that we are something, that we're important, that we're worth paying attention to. Like, I got to know that. And then I have to keep moving forward. And if I'm having those thoughts about myself, then I'm the one creating that reality. And I could create a better reality and it's absolutely in my hands. So we fall off track once in a while. And it's important that you know it's not always forward progress. But creating over consuming is a great way to relieve yourself of that manic oppression. As always, you're smart, you're strong, you're beautiful. What are you going to do? Change the world. Hey, you've made it all the way here. And I do want to tell you that this is like where the real listeners go to get the inside track because we have started to work with brain.fm, which is an incredible meditation, creative focus app, which actually helps with all of those things. Focus, relaxation, creativity, like I utilize it in so many different ways and I didn't realize that it was sort of the music app that I was lacking. And I was excited when they reached out to become an affiliate of this show um, and help my listeners utilize this platform for all the things that we talk about on this show because Music is one of those things that 
allows you to tap in and go to a higher level quicker than you could if you were just doing it on your own. So this helped so much in my meditative practice. It helped me from the mind wander that was constantly kind of coming up. It helped when I was in workflow for my mind to not wander into the lyrics of songs. It helped sort of just create this white noise in the background. And then this was the most unexpected help that happened. (laughs) It also helped with like getting my kids to bed and waking them up in the morning, I noticed that the general frequency of what usually would have been an up and down experience sort of leveled. And we all just experience this common calmness in all those instances where in a lot of nights and mornings, we'd have so many ups and downs. It leveled all of that out. So I'm excited. If you use the code, the death of a dream, you get 10% off of your subscription to that. Now, what I do love about it is that if it's not helping you, you can just end that subscription. So to try it for a month, it might cost you about three bucks. Okay. See if you like it. See if it works for you. And if it doesn't, you can always stop. Um, (laughs) But if it does, I think it's a really great way to tap into this self-meditation, focus, presence work that we're always staying conscious of. I will have the link in the show notes every day for you to go ahead and check that on out. Hey, thank you so much for listening. If you're still here, go ahead and check us, me, it's just me, out on (laughs) all of our socials. I post every day, uh, post with some inspirational, I don't know, quotes and movements, um, definitely on Instagram and Facebook. You can find us at The Death of a Dream, also on LinkedIn, but I think that's just me. It's just Hannah Ness, Um, but you can check out kind of some daily encouragement to go down, chase your dreams, and live your best life. You can always check back here in the show notes for anything that we might have talked about at some point in the show, anything that I'm creating at this given point. I won't necessarily talk about it on the podcast every single day, but you can always find what I'm working on in the show notes. So thank you so much for listening. You, all of you, whether you listen to one episode, five minutes or five seconds, make a difference to me. And I couldn't be here doing this work if no one listened at all. So every person over one is just a bonus. And I feel extremely grateful to be a part of your day. Thank you.